Every episode of The Angry Chicken is made possible by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash tack. For more of Jocelyn's content, check out jossplays.com. And if you can't get enough of Ridiculous Hat, follow him over on Twitter at Ridiculous Hat. The Angry Chicken is a production of A-Move TV. Time's up. Let's do this. You smell like a leopardome! I knew it! So hot! A podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Angry Chicken. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ridiculous Hat. We also have a wonderful guest today. Chad Nervig, a.k.a. Celestalon, is joining us for a short interview off the top of the show. Celestalon, welcome hey. to The Angry Chicken. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? It was a pretty big day for you guys. <laughs> this uh, This has been a very big day, a long time coming. Yeah, we uh, the I mean, we knew something big was coming because uh, when the announcement came out that there was going to be a 30 minute stream, when normally we'd get a trailer drop, that's like a minute and a half. We were like, eyebrow raise. Mm. (laughs) We kind of had a lot to talk about this time. Absolutely. And you had a streamer to torture as well. And that takes some time. We did. We did. Alex Dresden was a great sport. Yeah. She did such a good job. And when, as soon as I saw what you were doing at the frost, first of all, as somebody who lives in Canada, that was an unfair amount of snow. <laughs> that is <It> was. not light. <laughs> we, we, we actually got five tons of snow delivered to the, the blizzard parking lot. Who, uh, ships, but a tent. who ships that? Is there like snow in California? We found a company that ships snow. I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who or how this this happened, but it it happened. Ridiculous resorts, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Props to Allie for that, and she that counts as Celestalon puzzle. She should get a card back. I think so. I think so. She did get the uh, the rooms that she found. That we let her keep those as a souvenir. <laughs> good, good. As soon as I saw all that snow, I was like, oh man. I know DKs, I know runes, blood is coming. This is not going to be pretty. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And so obviously that was the big reveal today was Death Knights. Uh, mm-hmm. They're unlike any class that we've seen before because of the rune system, which really creates a set of deck building conditions and is essentially three different like specializations or archetypes. So how did you land on that kind of advanced design for Death Knights? Yeah, the runes are are super important to to Death Knight. Uh, when we were designing Death Knight, we were like we took great inspiration from World of Warcraft, Death Knights in WoW and in lore, uh, and like what are the sort of things that that Death Knights can do? Well, they can do like good AOE. They can be super tanky. They can you know cast a whole bunch of damage spells. They can summon swarms of, of minions. They can do everything. And <laughs> they were super kind of, OP on launch. <laughs> they were, yes. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't have any experience with, with making a class and it going live super <laughs> OP on launch. Uh, 
But uh, it, yeah, yeah, it just felt like we normally want to have like strengths and weaknesses in in like various decks and archetypes and class gameplay in Hearthstone, uh, and like Death Knight just didn't feel like Death Knight without this thing and without that thing and without that thing and this thing and that thing and I just didn't feel like Death Knight if they couldn't do everything. Uh, so that would have caused some 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 gameplay uh, concerns. Uh, so we started exploring specializations. Was there a way that we could, um, like, in WoW, you, you can be all these different things, but you can't be a super tanky Death Knight if you're not uh, blood, and you can't be a, a, a super spell damage, you know, Reason Death Knight if you're not Frost. Uh, so specializations are, are how they solve a lot of that sort of stuff. And we're like, is there a way we could do that sort of thing? We've long thought about doing something like specializations for Hearthstone. Um, and we also were playing with runes. We thought uh, runes are a, a like rotational, like moment-to-moment gameplay thing for, for Death Knights and WoW. Like your abilities cost runes. They don't have mana, they have runes. And so we explored a whole bunch of ideas in that vein uh, where like, okay, what if Death Knights don't have mana? They have runes and cards cost runes instead of mana. Uh, or <laughs> that maybe they- would have been a huge change. <laughs> or maybe they have mana and runes and cards cost like five mana and a blood rune or something. Uh, and it was like, it added a bunch of complexity, which is okay. We went into this knowing we're gonna go a little more complex than the than before here, uh, as long as we're efficient about that complexity, as long as we get a lot of depth out of it, the gameplay there from it. Uh, but we were just finding that, for the most part, mana already does a really good job of controlling what you can do in a turn. How much can you burst out at once in a turn? That ramps up over the game. Uh, the mana costs work really well to, to to control how early into a game cards can be played. Mana already does that job. And having another layer on top of this just felt like it was redundant with mana. Um, so we we pulled back on that. But there was one part of that that we did like, which was when we were using runes as a resource, we were having those different types of runes. And we really liked that some of our decks were specializing into unholy runes, and some were specializing into blood runes and frost runes. Uh, and how much they were specializing to them was skewing things in in like a a soft order. It wasn't like you had to go purely all just pick one of the three. Um, we liked all that aspect of it, and so we got to the conclusion of well, we like all the out of game aspects of of the rune stuff we've done. Is there a way we can make a rune system that's purely out of game? And that's what we came to was, okay, runes are a deck building thing. Uh, and uh, we still had corpses as, as a resource in game to be an additional you know, change to how their moment to moment gameplay played out. So that's a good segue because that was the other thing. Like runes are adding something by taking away. And corpses are adding something by, well, letting your stuff die, but 
you get all these bodies and you can yeah. use those. Sounds kind of dark when you say it out loud, but so uh, <laughs> how do, what's up with the it's course just, mechanic? Didn't you hear Matt? It's just recycling with dead things. That's kind of messed up though. <laughs> so I thought only they, druids did composting. <laughs> they used to have recycling. Anyways, I'm going to digress. We can't do that here. We, we're limited on time. So the hero power ghoul charge, two mana, make a 1-1 one, one, uh, ghoul with charge, and it dies mm-hmm. at end of turn. And the corpses, how does all the stuff fit together? How did corpses come about? Yeah, we, we thought corpses were going to be, it was one of our like day one ideas for, for Death Knight when we were very first prototyping things. Of we we wanted to do something that was like uh, a a hint of like a graveyard mechanic, but not the complexity of a ton of like keeping track of what cards are dead or not. Uh, instead, it's just did things die? Okay, that's a resource for you to use. Uh, a little bit more inspiration there from like Diablo necromancers like use corpses of of fallen enemies to. As, as a resource, uh, Death Knights and WoW do have corpse explosion. Uh, and, and so uh, we got to build a like builder spender sort of thing, but most of your cards are builders. And uh, that, that takes care of the like, well, you have to draw them in the right ratio for a builder spender sort of system to work right. That solves that sort of problem because well, everything is, most cards are, are gonna give you corpses eventually. Uh, so, uh, like we, we don't have any of that, that, uh, negative gameplay. Uh, but, uh, it, it was, uh, something we tested early to see, like, does this prove out, does the, this corpse mechanic feel fun? And the answer was yes. We just loved it right away. Uh, and so corpses, uh, um, were, were pretty solid from early on. The, we also tried a bunch of hero powers. Uh, but this hero power had the advantage of being a guaranteed way to get a corpse without spending a card every turn uh, whenever you needed it on demand. And it had rush or at the time or ended up having charge so you could trade it into something to get the corpse immediately. All just flowed together naturally. And so we we nailed down the hero power way earlier in the development of Death Knight than like demon hunter for example well speaking of demon hunter <laughs> what are some of the biggest differences between your design choices for demon hunter and uh death knight what did you kind of learn from the launch of demon hunter which was the first new class outside of you know the original nine uh, what kind of lessons did you learn from that that you applied to dk's uh, now there were a lot of things that we learned from from demon hunters the first time we do some big new thing at a new class, we're going to inevitably learn a lot about that process. Uh, and we did. And so some of the major takeaways were hero power. So much of the game relies on the, uh, of the design of your cards relies on the hero power. We need to nail that down early. Um, also just designing a new class requires a whole lot of iteration. It requires a lot of, of, of time uh, developing it you're gonna need more time than you devote to a normal expansion for it. So a couple of us split off early to start working on on Death Knight uh, about two months, I think, uh, before initial design really started on the set. Uh, That meant when initial design started, 
we already had a pretty good idea of the mechanics we liked. Uh, we had the hero power pretty solid. We had, we had a few ideas to try, but we were feeling like, okay, 80% sure we'll go with this hero power. Uh, liked corpses a lot. Had tried a bunch with runes and knew how that was going and knew that we were leaning towards making it an only out-of-game thing at that point. Um, it basically just gave us a running start to get into it. Uh, so the the, the lead-up to, to development was one aspect that we learned from Demon Hunter. Another thing was the card count. Demon Hunter's launched with 45 cards, uh, which we thought was about enough to be able to provide a few different archetypes of, of Demon Hunter, a few different ways to play Demon Hunter, and some flexibility there. But it was tight. It, it meant a couple cards being underpowered, meant whole archetypes uh, didn't work. Big Demon Hunter and Token Demon Hunter were intended to be like viable archetypes for Demon Hunter at launch. They didn't really see much play. Or it also meant- Pit Commander. Pit Commander did yeah. nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, it also meant just a couple cards. It, it meant we had to make sure those, uh, like, okay, we need Aggro Demon Hunter to, to make sure that lands. Uh, and we don't have much wiggle room on, on that. So had to err on the side of being uh, a little uh, too strong, if anything, there. And then also just our margin of error. It was at the start of a year, which sounded great at first, but it meant over the course of a rotation year, we learn more and more about the meta and our our balancing knowledge about things uh, increases over the year. At the start of a year, we've just had a rotation and all of the classes have had a huge shift from, from rotation. So... We have pretty good ideas about how each new cl- class is going to play at the beginning of the year, but it's nothing compared to the, at the end of a year. At the end of a year, for the last set, okay, it's the same cards that they've, they've had for a while. We're pretty solid on that, plus 10 new ones and some neutrals. So we have a really good idea of just like exact balanced targets of how all these other classes are going to play. It gives us much tighter... Uh, margins for for how we can balance Death Knight. Oh, and touching onto the the I didn't explain the on the cards thing. Demon Hunter only had forty five cards. Uh, Death Knight has sixty eight, so it's fifty percent more cards. So we have a whole lot more redundancy. We can do this cool rune system. There's a lot of room for creative deck building. We don't have such a tight. Okay, every card has to be strong enough, perfectly power level, or they all or the whole archetype falls off. Uh, it gives us a lot more wiggle room. So, yeah, a lot of ways we learned from Demon Hunter, and uh, and I think uh, we we've we've gotten a lot uh, done here with with Death Knight. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting how the the rune system kind of feeds into that because you've got so many different combinations and ways to play, and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of like, oh yeah, two unholy one blood, or you know, like there's going to be I think what mm-hmm. fifteen different possible combinations you can do there, from like there, fully into one spec to a mix. There are ten different combinations. However, I would come, uh, I would uh, warn you that one of them, uh, blood frost unholy, taking one of each 
is not, we're not intending that to be uh, good at launch. That one's just sort of mediocre at everything, not good at anything right. sort of thing. So I, I would avoid that one specifically. So so really we're saying there's nine different uh, potential combos that, that uh, we've- That's we've, still we've, a lot of variety yeah. and a lot of different tools. It is, yeah. I, I think the double root, which double root you choose is probably the most impactful thing. That's probably the, the largest decider of like, okay, this is this is going to be a blood-themed deck. There's flexibility there, a whole lot between is this triple blood or is this blood blood frost or is this blood blood unholy? Uh, but at, at its core, it's still a, a, a blood decay most of all. Makes sense. Kind of picking what you're splashing, so to speak, to use magic vernacular. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And to talk about the card count a little bit, so there's definitely a disparity in when in the year we're releasing it. And for the people that don't remember when Demon Hunter was released, there was no core set. So things are pretty different as far as the landscape goes. Path of Arthas is a interesting addition because it's a class-exclusive mini set, but it is a paid one. Whereas we compare to Demon Hunter Initiate, which was the bonus cards to make up for last year's sets, that was free. It was around for a little bit less time. That was only around for the year it was released and as opposed to Path of Earthus, which is around for the following year, but it is paid versus free. And I was wondering if you could speak to that. Yeah, the back then, like you said, there was no core set. Uh, so the free cards for them were the, the basic set for Demon Hunter and Demon Hunter Initiate. And those in total were 30, uh, 30 cards. Uh, in here, we've got the core set now, which is much, much larger. For Death Knight, that's 32. So there's actually even more cards are free now than than uh, for Death Knight than there were for, for Demon Hunter. Um, like you also mentioned, Demon Hunter Initiate lasted three sets because it was counted as previous year. Uh, Path of Arthas last four. And then m- finally, uh, you can purchase Path of Arthas, and I think it's a really great value. Uh, but it's also totally free to play accessible. You can, can get it with gold, uh, you can craft it. Uh, so, so there's totally free ways to get it. Understandable. Okay. Well, it's been great talking to you as the initial design lead on Marshall Lich King. Now, uh, we actually have a second guest coming on today. We have the lead of the features team. So, uh, Chad, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> oh, Hi. <laughs> yeah. So I'd ask when you had time to sleep, but you and I both know that's not really something oh, that I don't you do budget. That. Um, yeah, I don't do that. But how do you balance your time between designing a class and a set while also leading the features team, which has been pretty busy? It We have. Uh, yeah, features team has been quite busy. Um, most of my responsibilities as, as the features team lead are in guiding others uh and it also started after we we finished initial design on marshall lich king and then i switched over to being features lead uh so i wasn't like day-to-day designing cards anymore um so as features lead i worry more about guiding others uh removing obstacles from their way so they can get their job done um forming and like sharing a, a vision for a project uh, and doing a lot of like coordination with teams across Blizzard. So that's the sort of thing that is like bursts of, of work and a lot of meetings. Um, it but sounds it like management. 
Is this management? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it is. Uh, but it's the sort of thing that that uh, that often leaves time for when everyone is smoothly coasting along, getting their work done, and uh, and there's not roadblocks coming up that that I can help tear down. Uh, it leaves time for me to catch up on other things, uh, like okay, how do we announce this this expansion set? Oh my god, there's so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot so, there. It's you even you even did a pre announcement before you did yeah. the announcements today, and there's still too much. Yes, we we there was so much to announce for this. We put like three of the major things we announced last week. Uh, we had Loner Decks, Mercs, uh, and Battle Bash uh, all announced last week because there's just so much in 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 this announcement. We wanted to thin it out a bit. Uh, our announcements video today didn't mention legendary skins. That's still a thing that that uh, is is coming. Um, yeah, I got to that in the patch notes, and I was like, "Wait, what? What is this 3D Arthas?" <laughs> There was a there was a very s small tease of it in the announcement video. One oh, of the man. gameplay footages uh, had had the 3D Arthas skin on, so you can you can see it's really cool. It's like you have a 3D character portrait that that like animates to the, all the emotes you do. When he gets hit, he goes. Ugh, I was going to say, please back. tell me, like, hold yeah, up oh, the shield yeah. or something. Like, oh no, <laughs> my yeah. face. Uh, and like swings a sword when when uh, when you attack, uh, makes motions when you when you summon things and cast spells. It's really cool. That sounds awesome. Uh, so you've been in the features lead role for almost a year now. What is the thing that your team has shipped that you're most proud of? Because I feel like we've seen a lot of changes in that time. Mm, let's see. Um, I think the thing that I'd say I'm most proud of. Uh, well, I'll give you two answers here. Uh, I think the thing that I'm most ex proud of is the team itself. Uh, like we, we, we've <laughs> nice. learned how to work together really well, support each other, uh, solve some really hard problems, uh, and get a ton of work done. Uh, like when I look back at the the year at all the projects we've shipped at, or are about to ship, it's like whoa, the, there's just a lot here. Uh, and it's we've been consistently adding, even if it's not like the biggest feature ever, we've, we've been adding something cool in like every patch. Deck codes and chat, multi-favorite card backs and, and hero skins, you know, repeatable returning player experience, overcapped decks. Those are, those are like nice things that like, did the game need that? Maybe not necessarily needed it, but it was cool, and I'm glad we did it. And and we've got a whole lot of these these littler, medium sized things, um, like this big patch. Now we've got the event system. We've got signature cards. Tons of support for DK. Uh, we had returning or uh, recent player list and and the in game reporting stuff. Um, but if you ask me to pick one, my favorite, I, I I'd probably say upgrade to golden. I really like upgrading. Oh, that a was lot. such a good change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, shout out to to Features Pod. Y'all are the best. Uh, we we've gotten some amazing work done, and there's just so much, like just the raw amount of cool stuff that 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 
that uh, features team has done. Super awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the new things that I use, and a lot of them happen multiple times a day. Like it's, I go to my hero portrait sorted by class selection screen to pick mm-hmm. my multiple yeah, favorite sure. heroes, and then I make a deck code and then I share it in the chat. And like, that's just all things that a year ago weren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's rad. Um, I do want to talk about one more feature. I want to talk about signature cards. Yeah, signature cards. The the Tiffany was explaining those on the stream and like the full art treatment with the sepia tones really, really cool looking. Uh, but also this is probably one of the bigger uh, cosmetic and economic changes that you've made in terms of their changing to how the golden packs work and uh, different player acquisition mechanisms. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, players have often asked for, for new types of cosmetics. And some of the most common requests there are in card cosmetics, full art cards, alternate art cards, uh, those sort of things. And signature cards are aimed at that. Um, look, and they're trying to be uh, a very premium offering there. Uh, so uh, they're they're a collection item for 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 the the uh, ultimate collector sort of thing. Um, there are 18 signature cards launching with March of the Lich King. Uh, three of them are available for free uh, right away as part of the launch event uh, in the new event system. Uh, two of them are on the Tavern Pass, and the remaining 13 are random drops, some of which you may get in some bundles, like the pre-order bundles, um, and then others being in card packs. Uh so wait, if you get the pre-order bundle, then the two randoms that come with the pre-order bundle drop your total that you have to go hunting for down to 11 out of 18? Yes. That's pretty decent. That was mm-hmm. like, when I saw 18, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to open a thousand packs to get those. <laughs> uh, and additionally, uh, the they're added to packs. There's, there's a chance for them in, in, in Marshall Lich King packs. Uh, and standard and class packs. Uh, and that chance is purely on top of the existing cards. It doesn't take away anything else. Uh, I mean, it, it replaces the common card. I don't, I don't know if anyone will mind too much about that. Um, but, How uh, dare you <laughs> speak and the, down and, to those common cards. <laughs> and they are uh, cool legendary cards. So it is effectively the legendary drop chance uh, was, was increased. Uh, but especially so on the new signature golden packs. Uh, they're like golden packs, except they're upgraded in that we quadrupled the chance of legendaries. Uh, and all of that extra is in the form of these signatures. So you now get a, from, from the signature golden packs, you now get a legendary on average every five packs. They're Oh, wow. And they usually come in bundles of five unless you get the really big bundles, but you get them at least that's what I've noticed is that whenever I get a set of golden packs is it's five at a time. So legendary each time is pretty sweet. Three fourths of the the legendaries you get there will be the the, the signature ones. Um, And additionally, if you we have duplicate duplicate protection normally, uh, but we didn't want it to feel bad if you got a normal version of a card that you want the signature of 
and be like, oh man, that means now I won't get the signature one. No, we still let you get the signature one, but instead, uh, this is another cool feature added. When you get the signature one, uh, it says, hey, you got signature uh, invincible, uh, but you already own normal invincible. Would you like to re-roll normal invincible into something else? Uh, you, what? Yeah, Wait, it, it's cool. You open it and there's like a and there's like a pop up and you just get to yep. get something else. Yep, it's 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 a you don't have to. It's an it's an offer in case you want to keep the normal version of it, uh, but you probably want to reroll it to to something else, uh, and you'll get a another card from the same expansion, same rarity. That's... So it's like duplicate protection, but in reverse for these cards. And that same thing applies to the reward track stuff, uh, achievements. Uh, so when you get uh, like uh, a golden card on the reward track, uh, it'll be like, hey, you already own the normal version of this. You want to re-roll that to something else that you might still need? Cool. You say, so, yes, please. And hey, look, you just get, get that. Okay, this wasn't so in the patch notes, right? People. Did we no, miss this? this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think this is in the patch notes because it's in 25 yet. It's not in 24-6 yet. Oh, man. Uh, I'm it's one pretty of those cool, people right? that goes through and like types in like extra and then sees everything that I have, normal and golden, disenchants all my normals. And it's just like, be dust, be dust. Just re-rolling that to a new other card I wouldn't have already is wild. <laughs> nope. And the re-roll apply, respects duplicate protection, of course, too. So, yeah. Does Man, this mean that's, you that's don't awesome. need a you don't need a dust window for rewards track cards anymore now? Yeah, we don't need that full dust that weird full dust refund window for the first two weeks or whatever it was at the start of each expansion. If you like open stuff off the reward track, there's there's no longer a wrong order to open stuff. If you open your card packs first and then go to the reward track, that's fine. It'll just offer to re-roll the thing you got. Uh or if you open your reward track first, then you'll just get a different thing in the first place. Same net result now. So that's amazing. That is, that is such a good quality of life upgrade, and I feel like it, it really kind of respects the economy of the game and then the player too, right? Like, oh man, this is. I think this sounds like a great change. And it's, we, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, it's one of those things that's that's like. It's kind of hard to explain the 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 workings of like okay what is this thing you're like re-rolling this card when you get a different quality link, but when you try it and you're and you're like oh click to claim this you know golden frost wolf relief hut and you're and it just pops up oh you already had normal frost wolf relief hut do you want the swap that for something else and you're like oh yeah sure okay and and it just works and, and yeah. Super, super excited for that. I'm trying yeah, to get distracted during this interview amazing. to talk about <laughs> next set, like a mechanic that you yeah. haven't announced yet in the next set. Because I have curious, like I'm curious about the specifics, how this is going to work. We'll talk about it during that patch notes because we have enough to talk about today. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do we have any more Absolutely. questions? Uh, no, we don't. Uh, thank you so much, Leslon, for joining us. We really appreciate you being here with us. Uh, chat room, don't go anywhere. We will be back momentarily for the rest of the Angry Chicken. Thanks all. Bye. Thank you. Have you started shopping for the holidays yet? No? Why not? 
You can shop right now without leaving the comfort of your frozen throne, skip the stress, and snag some of the best deals of the season on something everyone will love, premium audio products from Raycon. When you're looking for a gift everyone needs or a stocking stuffer that's not a candle for once, Raycons are the way to go. Their wireless earbuds, headphones, and speakers offer premium sound, useful features, an almost custom, comfortable fit, and up to 54 hours of battery life. And as the person gifting them, you've got to love that they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. Plus, Raycon makes it easy with holiday gift guides for everyone in your life. Or who doesn't love knocking that list out all at once and getting 30% off by shopping Raycon's holiday bundles? Personally, I'm a fan of the Audio Lover Bundle. You can't go wrong with the everyday earbuds and they come with the everyday headphones for those on your list that prefer the over-the-ear experience. Everyone needs a pair of Raycons in their ears, whether it's for listening to your favorite podcast, taking work calls, or blasting your playlist and singing along. You know what everyone doesn't need? Two little white stems hanging out of their ears. Luckily, Raycons are sleek and stylish and come in a range of colors to match anyone's style. You can find Raycons in stores now like Kohl's or Walmart, but let me tell you, you're always going to get the best deal when you use our special link, buyraycon.com slash tack. The Raycon website also offers buy now, pay later options. So right now, go to buyraycon.com slash TAC and use the code EARLYBF to get 20% off site-wide. That's 20% off any Raycon product, which almost never happens. Or save even bigger and get 30% off Raycon's exclusive holiday bundles. That's EARLYBF at buyraycon.com slash TAC for 20% off your Raycon purchase. We thank them for their support and we thank you for supporting the brands that support the Angry Chicken. We wanted to give a very special thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash tack. We are supported by amazing people over there and you can become a tack patron and get access to our tack patron discord server. Hat and I also dropped a very special piece of content over there for our Patreon supporters yesterday. So if that sounds tantalizing... Go check out patreon.com slash TAC like these five wonderful people did. Matthew K. Alex. Alexis. Alexicon. Alexicon. Oh my God. That was Alexicon. Thank you. Edelweiss. Matt R. And Sander DJ. Thank you guys so much for supporting us over at patreon.com slash attack. So guys, we are about to get into it. We have so much news. Good news, everyone. Man, oh, oh man, did we get the craziest of crazy announcements today. Uh, we knew that there was going to be a lot coming. And just heads up, guys, there is so much to cover. It is absolute insanity. There are three very, very long blog posts over on the Play Hearthstone site. We'll have links to all of that in our show notes. It is an insane amount of material. We are not going to be able to cover everything. We are not going card by card. We are not going. We're not, we're not covering. We're not going any point cards. by point. Like it's, yeah, it's just dude. The twenty four point six patch notes have a fucking table of contents. Like it's there is <laughs> there are clickable sections of the patch notes because there's so much. We 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 cannot. We cannot. Yeah, we're gonna try. 
There were 40 cards revealed today. Four zero. We are going to talk about cards in upcoming episodes, but there is just so much information to convey. And there is no way we could have done it in less than like a five hour episode. And I just I'm too old for this. I don't have that kind of stamina anymore, you guys. So we have kind of pared down as much as we can to get the general ideas across to you and give you our thoughts. But Hearthstone's next expansion is called March of the Lich King. It's coming December 6th. And with it is coming a brand new class, the D-Knights. Yes, yeah. I'm keeping that going. <laughs> if it works, it works. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I am really excited about this. I think uh, there was a lot of chatter when Knights of the Frozen Throne came out about, you know, why Death Knights didn't get to be their own class. And the hero cards are super cool. And it opened up a design space that they've done a lot with since. But the big question was, when are Death Knights coming as a class to Hearthstone? And we finally have that now. Uh, well, not now, but, you know, December 6th. <laughs> so uh, let's just get right into it because this is absolutely bonkers. So the Death Knights hero power, because that's obviously what makes the class iconic, uh, is going to be a two mana hero power that is summon a 1-1 ghoul with charge, they brought back the C word for Death Knights, which is kind of crazy. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, as soon as I saw charge, I was like, this is such a problematic keyword. I hope that there's no super duper crazy, really early OTK with these charging ghouls. Um, but they do die at the end of the turn, which you might be thinking, why would I want my one ones, my ghouls to die? Paladin dudes don't have to die. What's going on here? And that's because your ghoul charge hero power is going to actually fuel one of your class mechanics, which is corpses. <laughs> so if you guys heard, yeah, have you heard the interview that we did with Celestalon, which of course you did, because otherwise, why would you start the podcast 35 minutes in? That's a little weird. Um, so we were talking a lot about corpses and there were some really clippable sound bites, honestly, about different things people want to do with corpses. But it's a very exciting mechanic if you're a super dark and creepy death knight. Um, there's a count under your mana bar and your minions that die will increase that counter. It is a resource for death knights that then gets to be cons uh, like consumed and spent. So you have a lot of cards that are actually going to spend corpses. So, you know, if you have X corpses, then you are going to be able to do Y thing. So um, it's, it's kind of a, a, a graveyard-esque except that it doesn't necessarily care what dies it's just if you have had a minion body die on your side of the board you get a corpse with one i think change or one kind of caveat to that is that some uh we did see i think there was a taunt that was a risen soldier that was on the stream today that had text that said does not create a corpse so it seems like if you're not going to get a create get a corpse from a card that dies then or from a minion that dies, it's going to be clearly labeled. Yep, and these are all, they'll all say Risen, and they'll all be things that you make from corpses. And and it makes sense, like, you make the corpse, you use it up, and then it doesn't die so much as falls apart, and just you can't put Humpty Dumpty <laughs> back together again. You know, it's, logically speaking, if you use a corpse to make a thing, then that thing goes away, like, it's not going to be corpses all the way down. You can't, you can't do that. 
Yeah, that feels like <laughs> infinite resource issues. And that is, you know, only limited by the number of cards in your deck that actually let you make minions from corpses. And that seems a little bit OP. I'm glad there's a, a caveat there. <laughs> and to go back to the hero power for a second, this has been one of the, like, I think it's really clever. And people have had strong reactions to the word charge. I was in one Discord today <laughs> where two people in a row, one person says, this hero power seems OP, poor paladin. Another person says, but it just dies at the end of the turn. It, it's what this is. This is the mage hero power that can't get through a ton. It's, it's a ping, right? There is the option to buff it using minion buffs, assuming that DK doesn't get access to a cold blood or whatever. I'm going to guess that's just not a thing, but who knows? Haven't seen all the cards. Maybe they do, but I, this isn't intended for anything other than it's a ping and a corpse generator. Druid hero power, mage hero power is where I draw the comparison, not the paladin one. But it's fascinating how the corpse resource allows them to make this hero power as a ping that makes you think. I think it's really, really clever. And like Chad said, they were designing around this very early on, whereas the Demon Hunter hero power was not finalized until super late in development, December when the class came out in April. And that turned out to uh, lead to, to not enough time to maybe fully <laughs> test a lot of the cards. They learned some I was going to say, I'm like, I am going to make no comments here <laughs> about that. I know card, card and character in class design is... Uh, very difficult. I recognize that. It is not a job that I have for a reason. I get it. But uh, I'm glad that lessons were learned. <laughs> yes, it's. And you know what? I'm going to say it. Launch Demon Hunter. Too good. It was too good. You think? <laughs> you heard it here first on the Angry Chicken. Two and a half years later, we've made the call. It was too good. They should have made it worse. Very fair. <laughs> yes. Also, for those of you rogue players out there, if you somehow... Become a DK, but don't start as a DK. If you turn into a Death Knight, then you can gain corpses. And then if you stop being a Death Knight after that, turn into another class, then your your corpse bar basically just like goes into stasis. But then if you turn into a DK again, you get it back. So it's... You only so gain crazy corpses. rogue things. <laughs> Correct. You only gain corpses while you're DK. You can only use corpses while you're DK, but you don't lose them if you lose your death knightiness and then get knighted again. And get it back again somehow. Okay, yes. got it. If you get the crazy D back. freaking rogues. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. So where so were we? Oh, the, yeah. That was the, we that were, was the first part. Yes, that was the first part. The other big thing that is going to differentiate Death Knights, because that was always a big question that we were told from representatives of Team 5 when they were talking about or thinking about putting new classes into the game, is, you know, what reason is there to add a monk, a Death Knight, a, at the time, Demon Hunter? You know, all of these classes that you have over on the World of Warcraft side that didn't ship with Hearthstone... There has to be a reason to bring them in and a way to differentiate them. And so the way that they've done that with Death Knights is they've really leaned into the Death Knight classes or the sorry, Death Knight specializations over on the Warcraft side of things. And they've done that with runes. So there's three different types of runes that Death Knights make use of. There are Blood, Frost and Unholy. And each of those runes specializes in a particular style of play. 
So blood death knights are a little bit more on the control side of things. They have board control effects, health manipulations. So think like lifesteal as well as uh, we did see a card today that allowed you to increase your maximum health. They also have really large minions, so they are very control-oriented. Um, Frost are more burst damage potential, lots of, lots of spell synergies, direct damage, um, card draw and man manipulation. And, of course, it wouldn't be a Frost class without some freeze effects, so look forward to that. Um, and then finally, Unholy, which uh, basically is very, uh, sounds kind of zoo-like. They command undead armies. They're good at summoning minions, uh, swarms of minions, and then generating and spending corpses. So that was, again, back to that uh, Death Knight mechanic we were talking about with the little counter under your mana bar. Um, there are three rune slots in every Death Knight deck and can be any combination of these three uh, blood, frost, and unholy. So you you want to? There are there are some cards in here. I don't know. <laughs> so okay, I think to talk about runes in abstract, runes is it is inherently a restriction that is also cool because <laughs> it like it it takes away cards that you can play from certain decks, but this is a good thing because this is a granular balance knob. This means you can make DK do all sorts of stuff, but you don't have to worry about all the really powerful things being in a deck together. Imagine how different Demon Hunter would have been if Skull and Altruis couldn't go in the same deck. Imagine what that launch would have been. It would have been a different experience, and then maybe you can leave both Skull and Altruis around. Still, probably not, but you get the idea. So, <laughs> well, it's a possibility. <laughs> um, it is worth noting... That if you discover within Death Knight, you're not limited by your deck construction. So you can discover a vampiric blood in a single blood deck. Assuming that it's discover a blood rune or DK card or whatever. If you play a venomous scorpion, you can find triple rune cards that are not as part of your deck construction. So you can find ways to get around it. But like I envision a world where you can nerf a card by adding a rune dot. Mm. Right? If you say... Patchwork is too good to splash in a single rune, in a single blood deck. Make him double blood, leave everything else the same, and then the sacrifice to play him is much more significant. That's something they could do to just nudge something in a smaller amount. So I think it just, it potentially gives them more options in design because we have fewer options in play for each particular combination. I think it's clever. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, like, <laughs> seeing... Death Knights and how intricate and interesting this deck building restriction is like makes me want it for all the other classes. And I know that that's not going to happen. Like I, I, <laughs> I realize that. But for a really long time, it was interesting that Hearthstone had these classes that had that could kind of like do everything that the WoW specs could, but without any kind of restriction. Because in World of Warcraft, which obviously, like, you know, World of Warcraft and the TCG and everything kind of inspired Hearthstone way back in the day, um, you know, all of that, You when you play a class in World of Warcraft, you choose a specialization and you're locked out of a lot of stuff. Basically, exactly how this has been implemented in Hearthstone. So it was always really interesting that you could be like a 
shadow priest, but with a whole bunch of like Healy stuff. You know, it was like, no, if you're a shadow priest, you want to like kill people, not whoosh, heal people, you know? So, um, and there are other kind of examples that are a little bit more extreme, like on the paladin side, you've got, you know, ret paladins that are all about damage. You've got prop paladins that are all about tanking. And then you've got holy paladins that heal. Like those are three wildly different specializations. And we always got like pieces inspired by all of those parts of the classes. But sometimes like lore wise, <laughs> definitely speaking from a feel perspective right now um, in Hearthstone, you could smoosh them all together and it got a little muddy. There is no muddy in Death Knight. Like there's, you know, you can do as Celestalon said in the interview, you can do like one blood, one frost, one unholy, but it's not going to be a powerful deck. You kind of have to choose your lane, figure out what you're going to do and then be really good at it or specialize in it. And I think that's really, really interesting design. Yeah. It's, I do think, so players, I will say, don't commit to the idea that I'm always going to be a blood DK main because there's only 10 cards a set. They can't do them all. Can't do them all in every set. Not every set is going <laughs> to get something new. If you like playing blood DK, not every set is going to be a blood DK set. Um, But yeah, the, just the, the, the opportunity for player expression it just, it feels so interesting and everyone will have their own opinion and the right way to play DK, the way that they have opinions on the other 10 classes. But like, it makes this into into so, uh, such an avenue, such an outlet here. And also it gives them a lot of opportunities for design. It's, this is more nuanced, more modern than the other classes. You can really feel the difference that this is being put into a game as it gets a little older and more mature for a player base that can handle more stuff. This is more stuff. More cards, mm-hmm. more customization, more flexibility, more choices, more opportunities. I dig it. I do too. Uh, and so the way that you basically decide, or I guess like the deck builder is very dynamic. So as you add cards to your deck, it will fill up rune icons at the top like right under where you would normally have your deck name and then once you you can choose to either be able to see those all the time and also see all cards in your collection or you can choose to basically hide that interface once you've filled up your runes and it will dynamically filter your collection to show you what cards are available to you to put in that deck which is really cool so it can either allow you to like tinker with stuff and always see like okay well you know here's all the cards i have that have one uh, unholy rune but if i change that to frost i would have all these cards available to me or if you just want to build like a blood deck you could say here's my three blood card i'm going to fill up all three of my runes with blood and then filter out my collection and see nothing but blood cards um so the dynamic filter system seems really robust and interesting we got a pop-up when we did Genin Baku. It's like, hey, do you want to filter one time? And then you would click any of the search terms and it would just go away. And now <laughs> it's actually like the amount of energy and effort they've put into the collection of just using the screen and making the game help me instead of get in my way is really nice. And this is just another way they've done that. Now it's Death Knight specific. And I we're, we probably aren't going to see runes for the other classes. But it's interesting that you're able to filter down this way and that the client helps you so readily 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so then when it comes to actual cards, and I'm I'm fairly certain this is correct, but um cards have one rune type, right? And then yeah, they have none a that varying, are like hybrid. There's none that's Okay, no hybrid rune cards, which is good. Okay, so then they have it's, not yet. There's, it's I'm a design sure there will space, be right? Some point, yeah, there will be some point because we were told one of each ain't gonna be it. There will probably be a rainbow DK option at some <laughs> point in the distant future. There will probably be a, like a rainbow, like a Power Rangers Voltron sort of thing where you put them all together. Well, you know, now that you've said that, means that I have to play it. <laughs> You do. Rainbow Death Knight. Now that you've called it that, I don't have a choice. It's um, Unicorn DK. So, yeah. So cards have one rune type, but then they have a varying, um, it's not a cost, but like a varying power level. Like they could have one to three runes of that type that it caught. Co- like I feel like I keep wanting to use the word cost, and cost isn't necessarily right because you're meeting a deck building condition. You, level. So you know what I'm saying? Like there it is, level. I get level. Okay, level. All right. Uh, so one to three levels of rune. So it's either level one, two, or three. Um, insert rune type here. Card. When, and then, as you mentioned, hat. Uh, once your deck is built, then that's the extent of runes. They are a deck building condition in your collection manager. If you you know, get any other cards through any other means, discovers or stealing or whatever, um, those can kind of break that deck building condition. It's only within that collection screen, which is also really cool. Uh, So there is also a 32 card core set, which is coming uh, with Death Knights, as well as some single player content, which was it kind of has been hinted at. Uh, it is the path or sorry, not the path of Arthas. This is, this is something even else. (laughs) I like, I'm looking at the screen and there's like, there's this like dotted path on a map. And so my brain automatically went to path of Arthas, but that's something different. This is a solo adventure. It tells the Arthas story as a prologue intro to the DK class. So it's free to play. You have to play as a DK and it introduces you to all of these mechanics and then when you're done, you have the DK class unlocked and the core set. So that was those 32 cards. Um, and so this, I think this is this is pretty cool. And this also answers one of the big questions that we had last week was if we are getting DKs, if we're getting an Arthas hero, are they going to do like Frozen Throne Warcraft 3 Arthas? Are they going to do Wrath of the Lich King Arthas? Or are they going to do Shadowlands Arthas or try to cover the whole thing? They seem to be doing Frozen Throne Arthas, which is one of the best, most iconic stories is basically like how Arthas went from being like Prince to Death Knight to Lich King. Uh, And it's just so iconic in WoW lore and no one should talk about Shadowlands ever again. (laughs) I support this decision by Hearthstone. (laughs) This is... The Warcraft 3 expansion. Yeah, it's... See, Illidan's prologue, we never really got to see it. We got to hear about it because he wouldn't shut up about Tyrande forever. (laughs) It's it's so many expansions where it's just he would not shut up about Tyrande. Like, we get it. But the Arthas experience, we lived through this in Warcraft 3 and then the Warcraft 3 expansion, the RTS, back in the the day. Um, And so... You can't put him in the game without doing this. And I wouldn't be surprised if the resources here were why we didn't get Anathria single player content, which because like they could have done some clue stuff. They could have done something here, but they had to make sure this was in the game. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I did mention The Path of Arthas, which is something different. It is uh, the set that we are getting in a bundle. It gives you cards that allows you to build three more advanced Death Knight decks. It's going to cost 2,000 gold or 1,500 rune stones. There is no real money option. The golden version can be purchased for real money or 7,000 rune stones. And also includes Diamond Lady Death Whisper, which they did say is going to be purchased separately or can be purchased separately. So you don't have to. She's not locked behind the golden path of earth is set. <laughs> There's so many things to remember, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the golden. All right. So this is, this is a DK only mini set. You can either make the cards or you can buy the whole thing. Or if you get the mega right. bundle, you get all of it. But the golden version the golden version bucks, is separate. Yeah. $70. Yeah. 70, 70 US, which I think is why they say real money is because like your currency may vary. So 7,000 runestones and it's equivalent in your currency. <laughs> and then that comes with a diamond that will also be yes. that you can, you don't that have you can to buy do it here. elsewhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Hat is already losing his stamina like his stamina bar is depleted i'm I'm so excited but like it feels like we're just in the middle of this story that needs so many digressions to get anywhere um and so like listener if you if you experienced all the reveals today and tried to keep up with all the blog posts and you felt totally overwhelmed i like to think of myself as someone that's fairly wired in the hearthstone i think that's that's a reasonable way to describe my involvement there is too much today to process all at once. It's like trying to to eat an entire pizza without cutting it first. Like I like pizza. <laughs> I'm a professional pizza enthusiast, but this is it's just too much. So we're going to try and process all this, but like I didn't even know about this diamond thing. The first time I found out about it was right now. So Yeah, I there there are just so many and this is what I mean about stuff that like we're just not going to get to. Like there are so many things, so many cards, um like just so many cosmetics. There's just all kinds of stuff that was announced or, you know, like slid into tweets or or blog posts and I mean, oh man, it's just it's, it's been a lot. Yeah. Uh to clarify, so forgive though, us. <laughs> for the path of Arthas, the important thing here is this is included in the mega bundle. If you are on the fence about which bundle to get this expansion, it would be better to get the Mega Bundles the only thing you buy than any other group of products I can imagine. You get 25 more packs, 5 Witcher Signature, you get a bunch of cosmetics, and you get Path of Arthas thrown in. If you're thinking, I'm going to buy the regular bundle and this, it's a $15 difference to just get the Mega you should probably just get the Mega. If you're on the fence and you're going to buy one of them, they are really stacking the Mega Bundle to make sure this is the value-added product. And it's if you're saying, I'll buy the regular Bundle Path of Arthas and the Tavern Pass, just get the Mega Bundle. I, it, that's my personal recommendation. <laughs> you totally jumped ahead. Bundles are in with Patch Notes hat. <laughs> I don't know where we are. I don't know what's going on. Can we go to the patch notes? Go to let's just no, go to the patch notes. Not yet. Because you know what is so messed up about all of this is as much as we've talked so far, we are almost 30 minutes into the podcast proper. We haven't talked about the expansion. 
<laughs> All oh, we've yeah. done so far is talk about the fact that we're getting Death Knights. But it turns out uh, there's an expansion, too. Uh, so we got the the trailer here that was I I so I'm playing this on the stream no sound though don't want to get in trouble um but I wanted to talk about this because this gave me so many feels this animation style the music in the background the Liadrin versus Lich King battle I was just like oh my god and she even summons dudes like her card does how yep. amazing is this trailer? <laughs> it reminds me of like the the 80s Ralph Bakshi animations that I would see on TV. It's just, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm just so amazed by like how much I loved. And they're even capturing the essence of what a blood elf paladin was as opposed to some of like the human paladins that we saw before that. Because like Liadrin like grabs the light from the sky through a dark portal and hurls it at Arthas. And it's a very like the the in WoW lore, the Blood Knight Paladins or the sorry, the Blood Elf Paladins, they were the Blood Knights. They like subjugated a Naru and stole its light in order to become paladins. Like it's a very dark story. And they, I felt like even Liadrin, who's a, quite a, a very positive character in lore, and she kind of like has this come around moment where she realizes what they're doing is wrong. But like to kind of capture that in her character was just so well done. And it gave me goosebumps. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> it it's this expansion. So there's been a lot of chatter on... Hearthstone needs something big to bring players back because, you know, people are concerned about Twitch numbers or whatever. Um, we, we, we're we here. They did it. This is the thing. It's anytime <laughs> you put the Lich King and Death Knights and whatever in any Blizzard game, people go nuts. And oh, yeah. people are going to come back to play DK. It's going to be a thing that happens. In the expansion, which we haven't talked about yet, March of the Lich King, December 6th. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's... In a month, it's here. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just just the way they portray the Lich King as well. Like, there's a there's a point after everyone else around them has died, and it looks like Liadrin she might actually win. He just conjures this frost rune, and then like reses all of the corpses. Very thematic. Um, and yeah, I just honestly like I could not get over this trailer. And I know a lot of people really like the Hearthstone songs, uh, but I feel like. Death Knights in WoW lore are just so serious. Like this trailer felt like it gave Death Knights the gravitas that they need being even though they're being brought into Hearthstone, which, you know, tends to have a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, goofy side. I think this took Death Knights seriously and that made me really, really happy. So, yeah, I just wanted to share the trailer with you guys while we kind of talked about it and gave uh, our little first impressions here. But uh yeah, man, it's it's just oh, so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but we do have actual details that aren't just me gushing about WoW lore in a Hearthstone podcast. <laughs> so um, basically, uh, we've got the March Lich King, as Hat said, coming December 6th. Uh, we are getting the new Death Knight class. We've already talked a whole lot about that. But what we haven't talked about yet is a new minion type. So we are getting undead and dual type minions <laughs> so 
they not only went back through all of the old Hearthstone cards and tagged anything that should be undead, but then they also gave things a uh, a combination where it was appropriate. So, for instance, Invincible, which is coming in the March of the Lich King set, is an undead beast. Uh, Patches the Pirate, if you remember, is now a demon pirate. Uh, Cookie is a murloc, murloc pirate, <laughs> which Hat is Justice celebrating right now. <laughs> yes, as he can. It's you no longer have to choose between what you do and who you are. <laughs> you can you can have a job and be a murloc. It's okay. So I'm I'm really excited about this. I think it opens up a lot of again design space. I feel like that's something that March of the Lich King has really done is given them a lot of room to breathe and a lot of room to innovate going forward these are some of the biggest changes that we've seen in hearthstone um there are undead minions or one i guess one of the big features of the undead minions is the text where it sort of shows that they care if things have died or not so the text on the card and there's a reason we're pointing this out because the language is a little bit awkward and I think you'll get it once you play with it. Hopefully you'll get it once we explain it. But the text is, if a friendly undead minion died after your last turn. <laughs> so I had to read through that five or six times to really understand what that meant. Because we've seen text before that said, on your opponent's turn. But this includes your current turn as well. So if a friendly undead minion has died on your opponent's turn or on your current turn, then it'll do a thing. <laughs> but it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I hate this language, but yeah, it's, I it's tried, clunky. <laughs> I, but I tried for so long to think of another way to say this that wasn't three times as long, and I couldn't figure it out. So it's because it's important that undead. When you fight against them, they just keep coming forever. That's the point. So you can't just kill them all on your turn and just be like, okay, they're really gone now. Whatever trigger it is, it has to count if your enemy kills them on their turn. And also it makes sense that it works if you kill them on your turn. So how do you combine that into one thing? After your last turn. Okay, I guess. Like you said, yeah, I think it'll be intuitive <laughs> in gameplay. But it, the phrasing is hard to parse. Yeah, it really is. So so hopefully you kind of understand that a little bit better now. I do like that flavor that it's like, you know, um, paying attention to what has happened on more than just one turn. It gives you like if they just said on your opponent's turn, it doesn't give you a whole lot of agency as a player. It allows your opponent to maybe just ignore your undead minions in order to screw up your next turn. And it feels really punishing if it doesn't also activate on your turn. So I think the fact that you can, you know, run your minions into stuff or kill your minions in some other way and that that will activate your other undead minions, I think is a really good design choice and I think makes a lot more sense. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot of these minions because we did have, I think, about 40 cards revealed today, but uh, there are still a hundred and some odd more cards to come so i'm sure that we'll see a lot of undead cards in the march of the lich king set that have this particular language um so we'll you know see how we feel about it as a mechanic when we actually see how powerful the cards are but uh yeah keep that in mind that when you see undeads 
Undeads, you know, they're really feeling. They have a heart, some of them. And, you know, they just, they care what happens to their friends. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if the heart still works, but. <laughs> yeah, that's why some of them, like some of them are just skeletons, but some of them might have little heart bits left. Who knows? I don't um, know the physiology. We, uh, we also got, uh, so like I said, dual type minions, they're a thing. Uh, my, my, my only gripe, and it's a small one, and it, you know, I'm sure that it might be something they could potentially bring in later, but I don't like stacked words. I don't like that very much at all. I would prefer if there was like an icon for beasts, an icon for undead, an icon for pirates, and then you could just like bloop them on the bottom. I don't know, something like makes my brain hurt when i look at those like two stacked minion types <laughs> yeah it's there's only so much space at the bottom of the card um i don't know a different way to do it, it does look a little funky but i probably won't notice it in gameplay especially when they're on the bottom of the card in hand i definitely won't see it yeah, no, definitely not. I am. This is like the pickiest pick of all picks. Like I realize I am being very petty right now going, uh-uh, that doesn't look right. But I mean, I love the functionality of the dual uh, minion types. I think that's really, really cool. So I'm glad they're doing it. I just I would like icons, not words. And this is my podcast, so I get to say that um, we're also seeing the return of a keyword from the past reborn uh so if you guys haven't been playing battlegrounds it has been a long time since reborn was in standard uh it basically means that uh, when a minion dies it comes back with one health so uh death rattle reborn stuff is really good um <laughs> scourge rager is a reborn card i, and love, I absolutely this love this text box so much <laughs> oh my goodness it's so fun it's so yeah. for anyone audio listeners Scourge Rager is a three mana five four undead with reborn battle cry die. <laughs> Which at first <laughs> seems like horrible, terrible, awful design. And why would you ever do this? But we haven't seen the full Death Knight kit yet. And this text on this Rager, like it seems ridiculous, but this might as well say get a five one and two corpses because your original Rager is going to die with this battle cry and then it's going to have a five one left behind. Who knows? Maybe that's good. Maybe a five one for three with two corpses is, is good in Death Knights. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I think anything that's going to have any kind of like res effects or cheat effects or all kinds of stuff, it's an undead. It has a minion type. So who knows? I'm not ready <laughs> to write off Scourge Rager yet. Um, it also is missing a leg, which is amazing because it kind of fits the silhouette shape of all the other Ragers as well. It just it's brilliantly designed. I love it. Um we also, uh, in in addition to this returning keyword, which is going to be evergreen, this is not returning just for this uh, particular set. This is going to be an evergreen keyword. We're going to see lots more reborn. We are also getting mana thirst. So mana thirst draws from the other half of this expansion. The entire story of the expansion is, like I mentioned, the kind of original OG Frozen Throne Arthas story where he, you know drives his way into silver moon city and goes after the sun well and so you've got the scourge on one side and you've got the blood elves on the other side 
And so the Manathurst keyword is going to be used by Blood Elves. And essentially what this means is you're going to have cards that have a Manathurst value, very, very similar to what we saw with Infuse in the last set, where it's going to say Manathurst number, do a more powerful thing. What this means is you don't have to spend that mana. You have to have that mana. You have to have access to that mana. So if it says mana thirst eight, that means that it's going to do something when you have eight mana, do something more powerful when you have eight mana. They all have a a, a smaller effect as well, um, but they have a much larger effect if you go kind of late game. Yeah, it's granular ranked stuff like it's. It's not rank spells where they transform a few times, and I would expect that these just turn yellow instead of actually transforming. Transforming got weird. Like, mm-hmm. there were some circumstances where cards would or wouldn't transform. Celestial Alignment stands out to me. Um, but this is just, if I have a card that would be sucky now, then make it a little less sucky. Just make it a little better and make it more valuable if I wait, but I can still play it right now for something. It's There's mm-hmm. always room for mechanics like this that make your cards better when it's early game and you draw it in the late game. I think there's always opportunity for a card to have an opportunity to be more impactful at a different point in the game when a top deck would be disappointing. So that seems like a pretty cool way to do it. Absolutely. And we did see, I think, in the reveal stream, they turn yellow when they have the additional effect Correct. Yeah. So so it is going to be pretty easy to tell when they're in your hand that, you know, hey, I do my thing now. You should play me. Uh, We also got like, I mean, honestly, sometimes with these Hearthstone announcements and I feel like more so slash the most so with this set of announcements, um, there are things in here that could have been an old angry chicken entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) Like they feel like they're a footnote in this episode of the Angry Chicken. But uh, we are getting the Sunwell as a login reward. It's available now. Uh, It was patched in today. So it is a card you can currently play with. It is a nine mana neutral spell, (laughs) neutral legendary spell. Like, (laughs) sure, we have neutral spells now. Cookie's a pirate. Make neutral spells. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Just just put it all in the game. It's fine. Yeah, and this card is really, really interesting. So the text on the Sunwell reads, fill your hand with random spells. Cost one less for each other card in your hand, which means if your hand is full, the Sunwell will cost less, but you will get less cards because it'll only, you know, let's say you have eight cards in your hand, then, you know, the Sunwell will cost one, but it'll fill your hand, which means you only get two cards. Conversely, if you have an empty hand, your Sunwell is going to cost nine, but then you get 10 cards. So it's kind of a self-balancing thing. Yeah, it's. I think it's a clever text box. Um, mm-hmm. It. I don't know where this goes. Like, do I run this in Thief Rogue for one mana get two random spells? Assuming my hand is completely full. Do I run this in a uh, faster deck and this is higher mana cost and gets me more stuff? How good are random spells really? It gets from any class. Does that matter? Do I care? What do I do? I don't know. Let's try it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure people will. Um, also, to clarify that it is coming. Uh, so it's in there now. It's a login bonus. 
after the expansion actually launches, then it's going to be uh, granted when you open your first pack. So everybody's just going to get a copy of the Sunwell. Uh, so yeah, we neutral spells are now a possibility in Hearthstone. I have no idea if this is the only one or if there's going to be more in the expansion. Uh, but again, it's a wild new design space just opening up. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, we spoke to Celestalon a little bit as well about signature cards. So um, there are 18 signature cards. There, 15 of those 18 are going to be legendaries and they're not craftable. So I think we got some really interesting clarifications there. I felt like when I first heard about this, knowing that they're not craftable and that they're going to come out of packs and they have a really low drop rate, I was kind of like, oh man, this is going to be like another hole in my collection <laughs> or I'm going to have to open a bajillion card packs. Um, but if you kind of, it, it seems like, or, or Celestalon clarified, there's basically, if you do the pre-order bundles, 11 of those 18 cards will be randomly in packs, which means seven of them are available through kind of other means and they're random versions. So, you know, like your, <laughs> you know, uh, mileage may vary as in terms of what signature cards you get and how happy you are about them. But um, that seems so much more achievable to me for some reason. So the signature legendaries are one out of every seven packs on average. That is like half the pity timer or so. Um, it, so wait, you mean packs. out of out of the new signature packs though? Out not of the new out signature of packs. Yeah. Okay, for a second yeah. I thought you meant out of regular card packs. I was no, like, no, no, that, no. that is not right. <laughs> you're you're correct. Regular card packs about the same chance as golden legendary. Um, right. Okay. But the uh, the in the in the new golden signature packs, those are the. It's one of every seven of them on average will give you a signature legendary, and you can get regular legendaries much much faster in those two. So, I wonder if there's going to be some way to just get legendaries faster by doing gold packs. I don't I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. I haven't done the math. Um, that means, <laughs> I'm sure someone will do the math and put it on Reddit and tell me what to do. <laughs> but if you get 77 golden packs, you are likely to, and the mega bundle, which is like, it's it's a significant investment, you're likely to get them all. Um, now, I will point out, I think that this is going to be a controversial inclusion, all things considered. If you get, if you don't like the two signature legendaries that you get with your mega bundle, you can't dust them. You just have them. Um, you can't target one. And you can't craft them in any way. So the only way to get these is to open a bunch of probably golden packs. They're cosmetic only, but the cost to get them all is going to be somewhat significant. Um, I don't know how much the golden packs are, but I think last time I saw they were 200 runestones, $2 each. Uh, like the just buying them in the store. I'm not Something sure. Like I don't that. think I've ever just bought a golden pack. Same. <laughs> um, but... If you want to buy 77 golden packs, assuming they're $2 each, it's like 150 bucks. You know, it's if you're a super whale, you probably are already doing the math and thinking about the purchase. Uh, but if you are a not whale player or whale adjacent and this is appealing to you, there's going to be a cost involved and there's no player agency here if you're seeking one of them out. So mm -hmm. I love the art style. I like the idea, but I do want to point out this is some... Uh, 
seductive monetization. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, this is some whale shit. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but I'm going to call it seductive because the idea of just chasing a petty timer to get a specific full art card I, is, I think people will make bad decisions around that. And I think the bad decisions will result in Blizzard getting more money. And I'm not saying that Blizzard is specifically setting them up for that in a predatory way, but I'm also not saying that. Like, not, not saying that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if predatory is where I'd put it, but it's yeah, it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, so the signature cards themselves, we haven't actually even talked about what they are, and I kind of wish that there was a picture of one of the signature cards in the blog post. They did show it on stream, um, but the signature cards have a different card border to them, and then they have, uh, for the Lich King expansion, it just it does sound like the signature signature card style is going to vary based on the set that they belong to. So what the signature cards look like for March of the Lich King is not going to be what they're going to look like for whatever uh, class or sorry, whatever expansion comes in the spring. Yeah, it's so if they're going to each have different styles. Like, I do wonder how these are going to look in hand next to diamonds and goldens. Uh, it's going to be mm. a little funky. But also, if you can have a deck with a bunch of different signature styles, that could be really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're they're moving away from because for quite a while it was very much they were worried about uh, players recognizing what cards they had in their hand and and telling minions from spells and everything else. And it seems like after, you know, nine years since beta, they're past that. <laughs> they trust us to be able to play with cool art cards and know if we're going to play a minion or a spell. So they're really experimenting with the way that cards look in an interesting way. And so the the Lich King style is very kind of like metal and stone looking. It's very solid. And the cards are going to show you like a, a full portrait art so it's going to be like from from top to bottom of the card is going to be the art and it's this like sepia tone but like instead of like warm orangey kind of colors it's like an icy blue kind of style it's really cool it looks like a tombstone it does look like a tombstone yeah it's it, it's one color like the the washed out dark icy look and it looks like a tombstone. It totally fits with the, the aesthetics of this expansion. Um, I I want I want this. I want this. I am going to try and be strong <laughs> and not buy a I bunch want of this too. <laughs> right. So it's, I'm going to try and be strong and not buy a bunch of golden packs here because it's a cosmetic bonus that like I don't think it's worth the amount of money that I'd have to spend to get them all. But I can also see myself doing it anyway and then looking at the cards in my hand later and saying, this is really cool. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. I hate love this. <laughs> yes, I hate love this. Uh, one question. So it shows the full card art. I don't remember. Underneath the name of the card and the rarity gem, which are also smaller than normal, I think. That gem looks tiny. Um, but you don't see the card text anymore, do you? I can't remember from the card they showed I on the stream. I think you do. I think it just kind of floats over the bottom of the card. Oh, okay. So you the the full card art becomes the background of the text box as well. Correct. And because it's like that dark blue shading, then you can still see the white text float over it, but the text is yes, white. Yes, that makes sense. 
Oh, man. Yeah, they're very cool. But yes, will cost uh, quite a pretty penny in order to get all of them. So uh, that's basically the expansion in a nutshell. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the pre-purchase in a moment because we also have. Oh, my God, guys, we have patch notes <laughs> yes. with a table of contents. <laughs> with yeah, patch notes with a table of contents, which is just like <laughs> Blizz, why? <laughs> So uh, we do have uh, pre-purchase bundles for March of the Lich King. So we have the regular pre-purchase bundle as well as the mega bundle. So this time around, like Hat was saying earlier, it's all constructed. Everything, everything that you get in these bundles is 100% related to Constructed. There are no more arena tickets. There are no more BGs, anything, no Mercs packs, which I think I still haven't opened. Or maybe I opened to get them the heck out of my way. <laughs> but uh, like, it's, it's all Constructed. So portraits for Constructed. Uh, it has a card back. There are the signature packs that we were talking about. Two random signature cards, as well as uh, the Path of Arthas mini set is in there and you get 80 card packs. That's within the mega bundle. Uh, the regular bundle, the $50 one is the card back two random legendaries and 60 packs. So you don't get any you don't get the Path of Arthas. You don't get any of the signature stuff. You don't get um, I think it's Lothamar. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's a hunter uh, hero anyways. <laughs> I didn't have time. Literally, there was so much to put in the show notes today, guys. I haven't had a chance to open the client yet to even hover over this guy and figure out who he is. I think it's Lothamar. That is Lothamar Theron. Yes. Okay, good. It's Lothamar. Good. <laughs> I was like, I saw him and recognized him and hoped I was right. <laughs> Man, it's been a day. <laughs> so the other thing that's really cool, and it's actually bolded in the blog post I wanted to point out, is that uh, you don't have to worry about forgetting to pre-order anymore because these bundles are still going to be available for one week following the launch of the expansion, which is a change that we haven't seen before. And I think it's pretty cool. What they used to do is they would have these catch-up bundles that were always a great deal. They were $20 for 20 packs and two legendaries or whatever that you could that would go on sale like within a week of the expansion coming out. Um, so there were people that would always get those ketchup bundles because they weren't sure about buying the pre-order. Well, now you want to buy the pre-order, just buy a post-order. <laughs> I don't know why that seems so ridiculous to me. <laughs> it's what it is, right? It's, it's a pre-order, yeah, but so. after, I guess it's just the pre and the post cancel. It's just an order. It's just, just an order, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. There's, there's lots to. Oh my god, I hadn't even had time to digest what the card pack looks like. It is like half frosty scourge stuff and half like red and golden pretty blood elfy stuff. Like, man, oh man, it's crazy, pretty elf and cool. Oh, God. Uh, we already talked about the Sunwell, but we haven't yet uh, really looked at the new cosmetic that is coming, which is legendary hero skins. So the first one that we're going to get is Arthas, and it is a full 3D animated hero. Um, it's a diamond hero portrait. Yeah, it's just but like there's so much anime. I feel like calling it a 
diamond card almost doesn't even like all I'm picturing in my head is spinning Finley. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good comparison. But yeah, it's like it's a it's a. But this is so much more than that, though. <laughs> it's like in, you know when RTSs, your commander would have a nameplate where they would react to your orders or whatever, and like Warcraft Three, that's what they're going for here. Yeah, and and I think it works. I mean, he like it is three D. He he breaks the frame. He he kind of comes comes out of the client towards you. Uh, apparently there are new voice lines. There's a new frame as well as a new, um, I guess, hero tray is what they call it. The the bits around your hero. Uh, yeah, it's the and tray then, and it's super involved. It's It looks yeah. like a, like a, it's crazy. It looks like a kaleidoscope butterfly thing. Yeah, it's actually kind of hard to see because so in the GIF that we've got on the website, it's got all of the emotes around him that the that the person is that's making the video is selecting and it's hiding what the tray looks like. But you're right. It does look like a crazy rainbow kaleidoscope something. Um, and so you also get. Uh, yeah, I said new voice lines already. Right. And uh, as Celeste Long clarified in our interview uh, he also will react to a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, not only just the voice lines, but he has um, reactions and movements when he's taking damage or attacking with a weapon or summoning minions or casting spells. These are all going to be animations that this 3D character model is going to do. And the 3D character model looks amazing. Like, I feel like we haven't even talked about that yet is like, this is so Arthas, like so much Arthas. This is just brilliant. I love this. <laughs> yeah, it's like there are a lot of cosmetics in the game, but for the launch of a new class to come with this new type of portrait, and we're probably going to see more of these, it's a very different look and it's a very mm. distinctive thing. And it's it is high quality. Yeah. And they so, yeah, they did say that the first one coming is Arthas to celebrate the launch of March of the Lich King. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to get many, many more of these legendary hero skins, probably one for each class, and then they'll go from there. But uh, the Arthas one specifically is available to buy on November 8th. So a week from now, a week from today, uh, it's going to be in the Arthas Menethil bundle. We don't know what's in there yet, but uh, it, none of this will actually be playable or usable until the expansion launches. So you can essentially pre-order the Arthas bundle. Uh, you'll get this legendary hero probably with some other stuff because it's a bundle. So <laughs> if it was just the legendary hero, they would say you can just buy the legendary hero. Um, but whatever the Arthas bundle is, is probably going to include some DK stuff. So none of that is going to be usable until the expansion launches and DKs are actually playable in the game. We're so close, you guys. We're so close. It's almost there. Almost. <laughs> almost. There is a brand new event system in Hearthstone that is live right now. Because again, this is patch notes. This is 24.6. All of this stuff launched in the game today, right after the reveal stream. Um, there's a whole new system and interface for how we interact with events in Hearthstone. Like seriously, so many of these news pieces could be an Angry Chicken episode on their own. <laughs> We're... Hold on. How's everyone? How's everyone doing? You all need a glass of water. You all want a stretch? I'm, yeah, I'm almost done my water. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stretch a little bit. It's, listener, how, how, how are you? How are you? How was work? You doing okay? <laughs> I'm sorry if there's traffic. Like, I, it's, I hope you get home soon. 
We're just, we're just, I need a siesta. I need, I need like, I need you like, need a, a, you, need a, you need a minute? 30 you need seconds minute? where my brain is not trying to parse some new thing they crammed into the client <laughs> that I am going to immediately interact with as soon as I open it. I played one game today. Played a game. Did you play a game today? I did not play mm-hmm. a game today. I, I did not. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, like I say, I did not even have a chance to open the client. Uh, I was so busy trying to parse things together from all the different places. And I think I watched the reveal stream like two or three times. Just crazy. Yeah, it's. I I logged in to look at this thing. And so <laughs> what the, this thing, this event system. So. Joss and I talked about this before a little bit. The word quest is overburdened in the Hearthstone client because in in two modes and the journal, it means a different thing in all three of them. So legendary quests that were in your journal, the glowy ones where you would have to do like play a BG, then do a Merc's Bounty, then win a standard game, then whatever, the glowy things. Those have been replaced by basically a free mini rewards track with a timer to tell you what's the deal right now. They replace the journal icon <laughs> with a wax seal. They show you all the things you can earn laid out, all of the rewards you'll earn, and they show you both. The There's a chain of, of tasks, a chain of quests that you can click, as well as a daily slot that refreshes every day that's different for everyone. The event tasks are fixed, but the dailies refresh every day, and they generate event XP, basically. When you max up the bar, you get yeah. All the there's stuff. these, there's kind of these like little blue gemmy things on those quests, which does kind of become important because these quests are also um, available. Like you can you can look at these quests in your actual quest screen. So now you see your daily quests, and then your weekly quests, and then there's your event quests kind of down the right hand side of your quest screen. So everything's all together and i think they needed kind of a visual way to show these are special quests that are you know contributing to something other than the standard rewards track um one of the questions we got the most was like if i x out this mercs quest do i get do i kill the whole quest line and now you'll see everything that you have to do in order and it'll tell you, like, if you, there's no Xing it out here. It's in the game. It just stays there. Either you do it or you don't. Yeah. And uh, it's, it is really interesting. It looks really cool. I like the idea of being able to see everything up front as well as how much it's going to um, not cost me, <laughs> how much uh, gems I have to earn in order to unlock each of the different things. Uh, this event uh, does look to be multidisciplinary, shall we say? There are emotes for VGs. There are card packs for Standard and Wild. There are uh, hero portraits. So it's not just one or the other. Like they've kind of parceled out the other rewards tracks to be the event is for everybody. There's something there. So it's. Uh, I think it's really cool. It's an interesting change. Um. Like a lot of these other changes, which I think are good and good for the game, I pity a new player who has to come in and look at all of this stuff to do and try to figure out what goes where and how and when. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, we, we did, so we've had the experience with another game recently, Marvel Snap, and I do want to point out that game has daily missions and this giant pile of season pass missions. 
And at a certain point of information overload, it seems to come down to, I'm just going to play what I want and it'll probably work. And for the most part, that's the thing. The event quests here, they are pretty specific. The, the ones that everybody get, they all seem to be constructed. There are things like play three Lich King hero cards, um, discover... Ooh, we're going to talk about that yeah. in a minute. <laughs> yeah, play three play three KFT hero cards. Uh, there's some, some other ones like you have to play one of the three princes uh, and trigger it and activate it. So those are pretty clear of like, we want you to experience this content we just put in the game, so we're going to reward you for it. It's all optional. It's It's cosmetic. Yeah, it makes sense that it would be event-related quests, right? Like, they're not just yeah. going to say, play 10 Battle Cries, because you can do that normally. Like, this is still an event within Hearthstone. It's something they want you to do and have fun with and participate in. So it makes sense to me that the quest would be directly related and not some of the more kind of generic ones that we see in our daily and weekly quests in Hearthstone. Yep, though my daily today, in this mode... My daily event quest was trigger four secrets. That's, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so like, it's I did in one game. I've been uh, there's a secret rogue that I've been trying out. So I did in one game. Like I got it all done. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's not like a frozen throne thing no. or an event thing. It just was a bonus daily quest that gave me something here instead of there. And so I just I saw it and I threw up my hands like I'm gonna play the deck I already had queued. There are secrets in it, and then I got and then I got there. So I think a lot of the dailies here are going to tie in. And so my daily quest was for 50 quest XP, gems, whatever you want to call it. I got 59 because of the XP gained by being in the game. So you don't have to do every single quest, either out of your dailies or the event track, to fill this up. The event track gives you 560 of the 1,000 XP total if you do the five there, which you can do at any time. Probably recommended, but otherwise, your dailies will give you a big chunk of XP here too, and also just playing will get you there. So you don't have to do every event quest. Yeah, uh, and so we should say this event, the one that is in the game now, is called Knights of Hallows End. So the rewards for this are two BGZ emotes, a standard card pack, a Myrtle, Myr- Myrtle, <laughs> a Murder at Castle Nathria pack, two March of the Lich, Lich King packs. And Banshee Taronda, she's going to be a Hearthstone hero skin. Uh, and the rewards track is going to last for two weeks. But the entire Knights of the Frozen Throne expansion is in standard right now until March of the Lich King launches on December 6th. So, oh my God, this is like, again, <laughs> oh my God, so much. How is how is this? Oh. I'm overwhelmed. Breaking my brain. Yep, Breaking my brain, So, Like, I just, I looked at Standard, and I was just like, I'm so excited to talk about this with you. And there was a, someone posted a deck list for basically, like, Skeleton Mage, but with Frostlich Jaina in it, too. And I was just like, man, that sounds so cool. I can't wait to actually get in there and play with this. But it's going to feel so different, because this isn't, like, a throwback to the Knights of the Frozen Throne expansion and that meta and everything else. It is that expansion if it came out today in this meta, which is wild. So like literally that's where you used to be able to do this is just in wild. Um, And actually that's a kind of a good segue into a PSA because Knights of the Frozen Throne 
has been moved over to core to the core set or has been added to the core set. So don't accidentally go into wild. <laughs> you can play these in standard um, and you do so through the core set. So uh, if you're looking for those cards, that's where they are. They are now standard legal for just over a month. Yeah, it's wild. And, and we'll know it's standard. I know. <laughs> it's and also, don't dust your original KFT cards. Don't mm. don't do it. Don't touch anything. Leave it right where that they are. Just leave them there. These are temporary. Yeah, because at the temporary. yeah at the end of the event, they'll be removed from the core set and they'll go back into the Knights of the Frozen Throne expansion proper, which will live in wild as all old expansions do. So, um, this is very much a temporary change. Yeah, don't go dusting any cards. They're not free forever, uh, but they are free to play with as part of the core set for this event. So. It's it's just such a cool idea. Um, and so, Hat, I find you're generally a little bit more tapped into the up to the second pulse of what people are playing. Like, what is the general feeling in the standard community? If you know, this has been live for eight hours, so it's possible no one knows anything and everything's bananas. <laughs> but do you have any thoughts on on what standard looks like with the addition of the entire knights of the frozen throne expansion are any of these cards like powerful enough to get played in current standard i'm guessing yes it was a pretty powerful expansion <laughs> so a lot of the cards that are being talked about so far are mostly synergy cards there is a keliseth rogue because keliseth rogue there there is a rogue <laughs> out there that says hey Probably a good idea to play Prince Keliseth with Shadow Step. It is. Um, so there are a few different builds of that around. Meaty posted a build in High Legend with Snapdragon and Serenite Chain Gang, among other things. Um, oh man, Serenite Chain Gang. Oh, was wait, um the druid card, infestation. Spreading Plague or Ultimate Infestation? Yes, both are around. Ultimate Infestation is, yeah, that's back now. Oh, man. That's back and, now. And, yeah, spreading and, Plague. Uh, I believe Hadronox is in this set, so there is a Taunt Druid that people are trying. Um, you remember Hadronox, the Druid card, the 3-7 oh, Legendary oh, that, remember. that resurrects your Taunt Minions. Um, Big Priest, so Shadow Essence, is the 6-mana... Five five or five minute, six minute spell that summons a five five copy of a minion in your deck, and illuminate is in standard. It's the voyage card that you dredge for a spell and it costs three less. So, <laughs> Habu Gabu posted a screenshot where on turn two he coined out a three mana shadow essence and hit Neptalon on turn two. That's that's insane. <laughs> so, oh my god. Okay, so Knights of the Frozen Throne came out in August 2017. That's like over five years ago um sorry <laughs> correct that's that's correct um death rexar goes straight into uh into beast hunter um i saw some screenshots of a very large chill blade champion killing someone today because that's the four mana three two with life seal and charge in paladin um there's just uh there's just a lot here that we didn't remember or we didn't use these cards back then. People are talking about the DK hero cards. But Animated Berserker. Animated Berserker never saw a play in Standard back then. It is a warrior card. It is a one <laughs> I'm man. Like, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling as fast as I can. <laughs> it's a, so it's a warrior one mana one three. Whenever you play a minion, 
deal one damage to it. So in Enraged Warrior, this card is ridiculous. But back then there, there we was go. no <laughs> back then there was no anima extractor. There was no uh imbued axe. There was no Warsung Envoy or whatever. There's no crazed wretch. But now this activates all of your enraged cards for free. So it's the kind <laughs> of card that it didn't see play back then, but it makes standard more interesting now. That is very cool. I honestly, I just can't wait to play with my Death Knights again. Like, yeah, it's yeah. People are gonna I'm, figure out what they want to do, and they're gonna do it. And there's no clear thing that's the best thing to do right now. It feels like a mini set drop, if not a full expansion release, which it kind of is. And it, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is literally a full expansion drop. Well, if you like Demon Hunter, see you in a month. Because you got nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we didn't get uh, we didn't get any demon hunter cards with this, or anything that has to do like and no demon hunter uh, hero card, no demon hunter death knight hero card was created for the event. I guess <laughs> they brought back every demon hunter card that was out back then. <laughs> oh snap! Uh, yeah, so there's Hadronox as well. Summon all taunt minions that died this game. These are some like nostalgic AF cards. Oh my god. And I'm really excited too because a lot of these things you don't realize how long it's been since you've played with them in standard. I know if you're a wild player, then you're very much into these cards, I'm sure. Although, you know, something like wild is so insane. There are so many cards available to you that I'm sure there's a lot of this stuff that just does not make the cut in a wild deck. So it's really interesting to see an event where an entire expansion rotates into standard for a month. Um, I'm 99.9% sure there are no esports <laughs> in this month, mm. so everything should be fine. But uh, it's very, very interesting to bring an entire expansion back because, like I said at the beginning of this Knights of Hallow's End event talk, is that you're bringing it into a meta that we've never seen before, right? So this is the kind of end of the five set meta in 2022. This is a set from 2017, which was pretty powerful at the time. The Death Knight hero cards themselves were extraordinarily powerful. And we're basically seeing what those cards would be like if we had them today, but without everything else. Like while do you have every card that's ever existed in Hearthstone, this is still a smaller curated kind of card pool. So it's just really, really, really interesting to me. Uh, and I want to see how this event goes, because obviously we had the um, Doom in the Tomb event, which kind of handpicked some cards. I kind of like an entire expansion instead. So and what happened with Doom in the Tombs? First of all, it was two months, not one month. Second of all, there was one very clearly broken thing that was on the <laughs> edge of broken before they even brought the cards back. And they just didn't fix it because the entire team was making BGs. They had to get BGs done before before BlizzCon. Which, by the way, Joss, I mentioned this earlier to you, but did you realize today, November 1st, 2022, is Battleground's third birthday? I did not realize that before you told me that earlier today. <laughs> it doesn't feel like something that's been out for three years. November 1st, 2019 was when Ben Thompson came out on stage. And, ben Thompson. <laughs> and he told us, hey, we're doing a new thing. It's a Hearthstone auto battler. It's on the computers over there. Go play. We, we did. Oh, we did. I played so many. And that was three years ago. 
So yeah, pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> and Doom in the Tombs, it was in for two months, and halfway through that, we stopped caring because we just started playing BGs because Doom in the Tombs ran from the month before and the month after BGs. They didn't balance it. They didn't have the time. They didn't have the ability. If something is turbo super nuts broken and it's warping standard, they have the opportunity to nerf it in two weeks if they want to. They can kick some cards out early or whatever, and they, they might. But also, it just feels like we're getting a more complete experience that isn't built around cards that should have been nerfed already. Mogu Flesh Shaper, that card should have just been nerfed regardless of Doom in the Tombs. There's mm. nothing in standard right now that's a huge, crazy power outlier that'll be made worse by anything. We'll see what happens. I am more optimistic about this, and it is also half the time. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing that makes me feel like when the event is over, I think I might be sad. <laughs> like, these cards are so much nostalgia. And I know that a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a leak of potentially just the um, demon, not demon, Death Knight uh, hero cards, just them coming back. And I really like the idea of a full expansion. And I think I'm much more on board with this because it almost creates this really cool never to be seen again six set meta before we get a different six set meta. <laughs> like it's such a weird and crazy fun time right now in Hearthstone and not a thing that I ever thought we would see. I was always hopeful that we would see something like this, but uh, yeah, didn't actually think it was a thing that was going to happen. It's absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah, it's... You're right. We're getting a different six-set meta than the one we'll have. Yeah. It's... I... I, I want to play, but I also want to wait for other people to figure it out. Like I, <laughs> I kind of feel like that too. <laughs> Although I bet ladder right now is just absolute insanity. I kind of want to just jump in, not even caring what I'm playing or if I win or lose, just to see what everyone else is playing. Like, what is the new hotness today? I don't know, but I want to. <laughs> it's oh my god. After this episode, I kind of want to turn on all the lights and lay on the floor. <laughs> That's that kind of where I'm is at. Also, an option. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, play play more games tomorrow. But tonight I kind of just want to, if it was dark and I just laid silently on the floor, that sounds like a, like a Caribbean cruise right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to, like, deal with your sensory overload. <laughs> I absolutely get it. Um, there's a lot more stuff that is in this patch that we're just not going to get a chance to talk about. Um, Hat, you actually noticed something on the quest. There's a I want to go to there button now. Uh, that's yes. new. <laughs> that's exactly what, that is a much better way of phrasing it than anything I could have thought of. Also, reference a great line from 30 Rock. Um, <laughs> we're, we're also like, one, it's been two hours. There are 20 new cards in BGs that we're just not going to talk yes. about right now. We're just not going to do it. I am kind of hoping slash assuming that we're going to follow a traditional Hearthstone release schedule after today in that we're going to have a little bit of breathing room. And so next week we can take a look at the 40 cards revealed today and talk about the BGs updates along with our thoughts because... Um, when I saw in the patch notes how many updates came to BGs, I was just like, no, I have no time for you. I have no 
brain capacity. <laughs> you would forget it, patch notes. I am done. Like I was scrolling down the patch notes and I still was only halfway. And I was just like, no, F this. <laughs> By next week, it looks like there are f- uh, two reveals November 7th and then uh, four on the 8th and four on the 9th. We'll be able to cover some of those on the show. And we haven't even talked about cards yet. We want to talk about cards too. Yep. But right now, we're here to give you the news as to what's <laughs> going on. We got to zoom way out to make sure we can fit it all in so that you feel informed. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, there's there's uh, BG's updates. There were Merc updates, but we did talk about that last week. Uh, there were also Arena updates. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, dual class is back because it is Hallow's End, of course. So uh, dual class arenas are happening right now. If that's something you want to spend your arena tickets on, arena is not something we normally cover, but dual class is one of my favorite things in arena. or I guess my only favorite thing in arena because I don't do arena otherwise. <laughs> And this arena rotation is weird because it's all old classes, old sets. It's up through League of Explorers, and that's it. Basic, classic, Curse of Nax, Goblins vs. Gnomes, Blackrock Mountain, Grand Tournament, League of Explorers. It is a throwback event that is also dual class. It uses basic and classic, not the core set, basic and classic. <laughs> and as a quirk of this, they weren't able to remove Demon Hunter from selection due to cl- to technical limitations, but there are literally no Demon Hunter cards that were available at this time. You will only get neutrals. Oh my so god. <laughs> probably don't pick. Don't do that. <laughs> don't unless you want to do that, in which case you should do that. But it's likely not competitively optimal. But it's funny. I mean, yeah, why <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Uh, I don't even think that we said what the I want to go to there button does on the quest, but basically it now will take you from your quest. So in your uh, in your journal on your quest page, there's like a little whooshy arrow that if it's, say, uh, win five games in constructed or play to something's in practice mode, if you click on that arrow, it'll take you directly to the place you need to be to finish the quest. So it's one of those other uh, quality of life updates that they've put in there that Hat's Eagle Eye noticed earlier on today and got the confirmation from Celestalon. So, uh, yeah, we have links to that in our show notes. We have links to all of the blog posts we have referenced today in the show notes. If you are listening to this on audio, we did also go through the blog post as we were talking about it. So if you do want to check out the Twitch VOD, I do highly recommend it for this specific episode. It was a quite a visual episode. So uh, do come and check it out. You can find the videos and uh, I also go back and highlight the angry chicken episode and chop off all the the stuff at the start and the finish uh, over at twitch.tv slash joss plays that is where we do record the live show that is normally on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m eastern we were a day early today because of the announcement Um, but again that is twitch.tv slash joss plays for all the angry chicken live episodes we are also supported by our epic patrons you can become a tech patron by going to patreon.com slash tac becoming a patron gives you access to the tech discord as well as other perks like a super sweet piece of content that hat and i dropped yesterday uh go and check it out also thank you to our patreon producers dustin c and Jarrett f thank you so much for supporting the show 
the back catalog of TAC can be found over at theangrychicken.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter at TAC Podcast. Hat, where can folks find you talking about all of these announcements? Because I know you're going to do it. <laughs> you can find me laying in my room on the floor in the dark. But after that's done, I've been tweeting all day. I've been discording all day. That's probably going to continue. Um, Twitter.com slash Ridiculous Hat is the hub of my content. Uh, and then also I'm in all your Hearthstone discords and I do two other Hearthstone podcasts where I'm going to use the blueprint of this show to talk about the same things with slightly more information later in the week. Uh, so that's Coin Concede. We're making the competitive side of the game more accessible to you over at CoinConcede.com. And also Vicious Syndicate, where we take a data-driven look at the high-level legend metagame over at ViciousSyndicate.com. Joss, where can people find you? And where can people subscribe to your extra life and, and throw money at it? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Also, do go check out The Gamers In. That's my general gaming podcast, as Hat mentioned. We are in the middle of our Extra Life campaign right now with our game day happening this Saturday. I am going to be playing for at least 12 hours, going to push for 16, just not sure how my lungs and my voice are going to, you know, kind of live up to that very high expectation. But uh, we're going to play... Um, a whole bunch of stuff, all kinds of things. We have uh, Sea of Thieves. We're going to play some Dead by Daylight. We're going to play uh, Splatoon 3. We're just, there are so many super fun games that we're going to be playing. Uh, do check it out. Even if you can't come and support the charity, even just being there or sharing the link really helps us out as well. Just kind of spread the word. But if you do want to support us monetarily, we are doing this for Extra Life, for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. We've had, uh, this is I think our 12th year doing this charity. We've had a lot of support in the past and we really appreciate all of you. You can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022 to see our team. You can donate to anyone on the team. It all goes to the amazing cause, um, but we all have our, our own personal goals as well. All of that stuff will be on the stream on game day. Um, thanks everybody for all of your amazing support the past years and all of your support so far this year. It's been It's been great already and it's not even game day. So if you are here, if you're listening to the show live, please do throw the stream a follow and we will be live with Extra Life Game Day this coming Saturday, uh, November 5th. I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. So again, bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022 to support that amazing cause. That's going to do it for us this week. Hat, what a marathon. Oh, thanks so much for being with me and being an amazing co-host. This was really fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and shout out to Celestalon and also to Blizzard PR to Fabio and Cynthia and Bori for putting this all together at the last minute. Really, really appreciate everyone doing their part there and helping to make today as great as it was. If you see a Blizzard employee, like ask them first if it's okay and then hug them. They probably want it, but if they don't want to be hugged, it's okay. But they they deserve a hug. You can you can hug them emotionally. It's, you get the idea. <laughs> emotional hugs <laughs> yes all right that is gonna do it for us this week thank you guys so much for listening and for being here until next time job's done job's done Job's done.